every youngster here on the Michigan team has dreamt of the day that he someday would play on a championship team and come to the Rose Bowl and play in the granddaddy of them all. Hello, welcome back to Divine Intervention. For the last time in the regular season, this is all the grand finale, Michigan-Ohio State. Craig, are you excited for this Saturday? Uh, I mean, yes. Naturally, the answer is yes. It's Michigan-Ohio State. A little less excited than I was at, say, maybe 2.45 last weekend. Yeah, uh, Brandon Peters going down, obviously, ruined the energy of that game and really the rest of the regular season. And kind of speaking of quarterbacks and the situation, I have a couple of questions for you here, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Don't worry, this one will be easy. The next one will be hard. Well, you just set me up for failure there because if I get the first one wrong and it's an easy one, not good. Well, luckily for you, the first one is just your opinion. Oh, so your I opinion, can't be wrong, I guess. Your opinion cannot be wrong. Okay. In your opinion, and we're talking percentage points here, what are the chances that Michigan wins with John O'Korn starting at quarterback? Oh, boy. Uh, 23%. 23% is the answer. Okay. I went with the 23 because of the Jordan brand. Jordan brand. Um, was going to say 25, but I, I went with the 23. You you set uh, expectation here because I have two more questions, and oh, you now okay. you have to tell me why you picked those numbers. Okay. Wilton Spade at quarterback. What are, what's the percent that Michigan wins? Hmm... 54%. 54%. Why 54? Uh, well, I, I think that he still, I mean, he provides more, maybe still partially injured than John O'Corn does, I think, in my opinion. Um, I think that the team will rally around Wilton Spate more so than John O'Corn. Um, I think guys are going to play harder for Wilton Spate back there. Uh, I still don't think that, you know, having Wilton Spate, it's a done deal. We're going to win. Um, but I think he can make it close for, for part of the game at least. Last but not least, what about Brandon Peters at quarterback? Michigan has a better chance to win. This is the percentage point. I think if we have uh, a healthy Brandon Peters, I think it's an 84% chance maybe. I like it. I'm right up there with you. I was going to say 75 for Brandon Peters, 50 for Wilton Spate, and 25 for John O'Corn. So right along the lines, obviously not saying there's a 75% chance Michigan wins because no, right. we need to factor in everything else, but we feel more confident with Brandon Peters than we do with Wilton Spate, which is obviously much higher than John O'Corn. And, and that's what I've been kind of thinking about today and as this week has progressed is we've had these passing issues all year long. It's not news. Uh, we also have to account for the many games where passing wasn't a priority when the ground game was working, which P.S., the most passing attempts, Craig, in a game for Michigan this season came against Michigan State. Really? That is mind-blowing. Huh. Which okay. leads me to this trivia question, which will be a little bit more difficult than you giving your opinion. Okay. Are you ready for it? I'm ready as I'm going to be. Who is ranked sixth in total receptions and fifth in total receiving yards on Michigan's roster? Sixth? Yep. It could be a wide receiver, tight end, uh, or running back. Oh, boy. That's going to... Uh... You can, I'll give you two. I'll give you two tries. No pressure here. It's sixth overall. I think that that's gonna belong to Chris Evans. That good guess. That is actually false. I'll uh, give you a, give you another shot. I'm I'm gonna guess you're gonna get this wrong. So you might as well just spit out the next answer. Uh, the next answer is definitely Ty Isaac. That is also false. Tariq Black. Tariq Black. 
All, Still sixth. Also mind-blowing, is it not? Wow. So when I look at the most passing attempts came against Michigan State, where Michigan scored 10 points and shouldn't have been passing for the second half. And, uh, sorry, uh, Tariq Black is still top six and top five for one of the categories. That tells me that Michigan has been very inefficient passing the rock around. 97% total, actually, if you combine all three quarterbacks, which is why I have a fear going into this weekend that no matter who the quarterback is, uh, Michigan's going to have a tough time beating Ohio State. Yeah, no, I guess that stat makes sense uh, when I think about Brandon Peters uh, only throwing the ball 12, 13, 14 times a game. And John O'Corn had a couple of those games where he didn't throw the ball much. So I guess that makes sense when uh, maybe only eight of your 12 of our completions. It uh, doesn't really give much room for guys to, to rack up the stats. And let me just say real quick that just because I, I gave a higher percentage for Brandon Peters, than Wilton Spate. Uh, the reasoning behind that for me anyway was uh, I just haven't seen Wilton Spate in what two months over two months uh, he's kind of been under the radar nobody really knows how severe the injury was obviously it was pretty severe but just how severe we don't know uh, we don't know how he's progressing how everything's going for him and then just getting back into a, a game situation after that long of a, a time off I think uh, will be really tough. So that's why I rate uh, Brandon Peters. I'm not one of the uh, Kool-Aid drinkers, I guess you could say. I do think that Brandon Peters has looked the best of the three quarterbacks uh, this year, but we'll just see how it goes on Saturday. Yeah, he's definitely been the most efficient, thrown for the most touchdowns as well. He's appeared in five games. I think it'd be interesting to have this conversation at the start of next year when we look at who the candidates for the starting job are. We could even maybe talk about in the spring game of percentage that Michigan has the best season if this player starts at quarterback. But yeah, back to back to this weekend. I mean, if it proves anything, like I've said, passing has been an issue all year long, and this is the wrong team to not have uh, multiple dimensions on offense. Ohio State has a good defense. Ohio State has an even better offense. Uh, this is going to be a tough game, even though the Buckeyes have proven to be beatable a couple of times this season. And so I say that's the difference. I say the difference is, is Ohio State has two phenomenal running backs, uh, and they have a great quarterback. And, and it seems like Michigan's running backs haven't showed up in big games, first and foremost. And there, we don't even know who the quarterback is going to be this weekend. So that uh, provides a big issue for me as I, as I prepare to watch this game. Yeah, the biggest struggle for me, I guess, is not even necessarily quarterbacks um, as the offensive line. I think if I'm Ohio State, I'm blitzing almost every play of this game, um, bringing pressure every single time. I'm mixing, mixing looks up, but I'm bringing heat every single time, and I'm getting after that Michigan O-line that has been – pretty awful at times this year and and obviously injuries to two of your quarterbacks that can speak to that I guess a little bit obviously Wilton Spade's injury is a little different but um, I'm bringing heat every time and hopefully Michigan can find some gaps in some little short dump offs to Karan Higdon or Chris Evans uh, and they can spring some big gains off of those because I don't see uh, a game where Michigan's going to be able to turn to their play action and, and throw the ball deep at all I think it's going to have to be quick, short outs um, or slants or screens, something that they get the ball out of the quarterback's hands and into a playmaker's hands very quickly. 
Absolutely, and we should note that as much as we talk about the quarterbacks, like you said, the offensive line hasn't played well in some games. The receivers haven't been able to get open, so it's not all on the quarterbacks. There's inefficiencies throughout the offense in every category, but I'm right with you. They're going to need to find some element of the passing game, even if it's dump-offs, uh, to, to keep the Ohio State defense honest because you're absolutely right. Why not send the pressure almost every single play, especially if a guy like John O'Corn is back there who likes to escape early and is subject to making mistakes when he does so. So we're going to take a, a big turn here, and let's talk about Quinn Nordeen. Uh, Quinn Nordeen on the season, Craig, 15 for 20. However, one out of his last four did hit a big one uh, on the road at Wisconsin, which hopefully gave him his confidence back. But in my opinion, if you can get Quinn Nordeen in field goal range, assuming he makes them, I think that gives, obviously, Michigan an opportunity to put points up on the board. But I think that it also gives Michigan the opportunity to keep the score respectable, uh, again, assuming they lose. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good plan for the first half. I think if we can get into field goal range, which is pretty far out for Quinn Nordine, um, we can obviously put points on the board, and that's kind of been the thought all year. Uh, the problem with that is when Ohio State scores on back-to-back or back-to-back-to-back possessions or they get a pick six, or something crazy like that, uh, field goals just aren't going to cut it anymore. So if we can run the ball and pound field goals and play sound D, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, if we can keep this thing close for a half, uh, especially three quarters, I think we can definitely come away with the win. Yeah, special teams in general is just such a big, big component of the game that Michigan has to find a way to win. Ohio State has struggled mightily on special teams multiple occasions this year. I think of the Michigan-Wisconsin game giving up which was the weirdest punt return touchdown I've seen in a long time. That was a huge difference in that game. Obviously, Bram Peters going down uh, made an even bigger difference, but take away that punt return, and even if Bram Peters goes down, Michigan is in a better better chance to have a chance to win that ball game. So special teams is a big aspect, uh, and I think Obviously, if Michigan can at least win that, even even though it's going to be a struggle for them to win on both the offense and defense side of the ball, I think the score stays respectable, and I don't think Michigan gets blown out as early in this one. Yeah, just touching real quickly on the Wisconsin game, uh, that game was a quarter away from being a, a completely different result. Um, Michigan almost got that win. They probably should have gotten that win. I think that they outplayed Wisconsin in the first half. Uh, Wisconsin obviously had that. Punt return touchdown, Michigan had the touchdown, no touchdown, uh, reception there. They got overturned, and then, or not overturned, but didn't get ruled a touchdown. Yep. Um, and then even in the third quarter, I think both teams kind of stalled out, I guess, a little bit. But Michigan was one quarter away from winning that thing, and I think if Brandon Peters is in there, it's a completely different score. Um, because you could just see the, the tide shift after that injury, um, Wisconsin just took over at that point. Michigan shut down. Um, and that's when a lot of these uh, Michigan fans, so-called Michigan fans, re-entered into the world. Uh, they've been away ever since the Penn State loss, but now they're back uh, because we lost one quarter of that football game. And I just want to say, if they are planning on watching this game or saying they're a Michigan fan this weekend, just don't even bother um, because... We need all, all maize and blue faithful that we can get this weekend, um, especially at the big house. If you are planning on selling your tickets because you think this Michigan team is awful, don't ever buy a Michigan ticket again, please. Yes, I, I am with you on that. I That is the most ridiculous thing to 
to sell a game ticket to an Ohio State fan. I will speak on an experience that I have. So badly wanted to go to Michigan State, Michigan last year when Michigan won um, at, at MSU, I believe it was, yes, and offered a ticket until uh, they realized that, hey, this is the, the season ticket holder section, the alumni section, and we can't have you sitting there. And as frustrated as I was because I wanted to go to that game, even on the road, I respect that decision because I wouldn't think anyone would want their home stadium filled in the opposing colors, especially scarlet and gray the last weekend of the regular season. I just, I hate that. I hope we don't see that. So one last turn here, Craig. Uh, I want to see another monster on defense. Uh, Another animal, as Don Brown would say, or a dude, as he would say. This year, my dudes are Rashawn Gary, uh, just because of the presence he's brought all year, even though his stats uh, aren't going to be up there as some of these other guys, because he's He's uh, looked upon to to do a lot, but obviously people key in on him. Kalik Hudson's another one who really rose in that Minnesota game, and then Devin Bush has been a monster all year. I'm hoping that this game, if we can find one thing, even in a potential loss, I hope there's another star that kind of uh, breaks out and has a huge game on the defensive side. I'd say my best bet, someone who's already been performing all season, is Lavert Hill really solidifying that he's he's a cornerback of the of the future of Michigan? Yeah, for me, I think uh, the guy would be Josh Metellus. Uh, just a guy that started in the bowl game last year when Jabril Peppers was hurt. A guy that uh, had a lot of hype coming into the season because of that. And it seems like these last few games, he has been two steps behind the offense. Um, I was very frustrated watching him against Wisconsin, and they, they – Obviously, continued to go at him because he couldn't stop him. Um, really wish he could turn things around for this game, and who knows? Maybe come up with a couple picks, maybe a pick six. That would obviously help the defense out a lot. Yeah, David Long is another one who had a big interception uh, earlier this season, two on the year, who I think could could really break out. Uh, Karan Higdon's uh, showed that he can be a breakout athlete. Chris Evans has had some big runs, big games. And then what we saw from Brandon Peters as the Wisconsin game went on seemed really positive too. And so if we can get one thing out of this game, I'm hoping to have another player kind of rise to the scene and say, hey, this person is going to be very dangerous next season for Michigan or even in the bowl game. So any last thoughts on Michigan-Ohio State this weekend? No, I'm just excited for the game. Um, It doesn't doesn't really ever matter how good or how bad one team is. It's a rivalry game. And I know that you and I have talked about it a few years ago, uh, Devin Gardner and the boys going in and, and almost knocking off uh, Ohio State, going for two there and not getting in. Um, I just I think it's going to be a good game. I think if Michigan can play to their potential, there's no reason they're not in this game. I think a lot of times this year they've shown glimpses of, hey, this is what we could be. And they just don't seem to always get to that point. And if they can do that this Saturday, I don't see why they don't come out with a victory. Yeah, earlier on Divine Intervention this week, talked about how the narratives have always been how Michigan uh, didn't do enough to win a game or how Ohio State just dominated. I would love to see a narrative where everyone is counting Michigan out uh, to upset the Buckeyes, uh, which would be a weird upset because the Buckeyes do have two losses, but still would be considered a big upset in terms of how the season's gone and, and what Ohio State has left to play for. It would be so great just to see Michigan show up in a home game last one of the season and really just play above what they've showed this year. Even if, say that's a guy like John O'Corn. What if John O'Corn came out and actually just balled out 
that would be something really incredible, and I think everyone would take notice of that. And then obviously any win would would really boost Jim Harbaugh's resume and I think the fans' morale in general. So we don't know what we'll see, but we do know we'll be be back next week talking about the good and the bad for Michigan-Ohio State this weekend. We hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving break, or if you're listening to this after, hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Until next time, go Blue.